How's it going? Tired. <laughs> like I said, it's our first day back to school this week after the holiday break. So, whoo, it was a man, oh man, yeah. early morning for us. <laughs> not only that, it's just like trying to get everything back into the routine. Got to get back in the routine. And when you break routine, man, is it hard to get back into it. So, Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a... Uh, it's, a, it's been a long day. It's been a long day, and I'm really looking forward to going to bed. I'm already looking forward to Sunday so I can sleep in. <laughs> That's all I can think about is Sunday and sleeping in. Yep. That's all I want to do. So, let's see. When did we last record? A uh, couple days before Christmas. It was a couple days before. So, we only missed a week, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, time just got away from me last week since thir- Thursday and Friday I was off. Okay. And then it was like trying to do as much as we could with the kids in that short time. So like Thursday, oh no, it was Friday. Friday we did cop golf, we did the zoo lights, and then I came home to watch football while Aaron took two of the kids to her parents' house. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So we could watch the most boring three quarters football ever, I think. It was, yeah. That was brutal. It was very, very boring. But... Ended very well. It did. <laughs> For the good guys. Yeah, that, that whole last quarter was pretty good. Yeah, it really was. It was awesome to see him pull it out. But I will say this, just about college football in regards to uh, the championship game coming up for the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, and I know we're SEC, SEC, right? Yeah. But it's kind of fun to have teams that haven't been in it in a long time. Yeah. It's, it's just that variety is nice. And I think you're seeing the impact of, one, the playoff, two, the portal, three, NIL money. Now that now that paying players is, you know, legal yeah. <laughs> and it's not cheating anymore, I think you're seeing the impact of it right off the bat there. And um, next year is going to be complete chaos. And uh, I just think it's going to get better. It's going to turn into a better product. I think it's going to be getting it to where it's more competitive with more teams always I think makes for a better product to watch. And I, um I do agree with that, but I think the problem is with the portal at least. They haven't said it so you can't enter the portal until after the bowl games are over. So you'll have Ohio, Ohio State fans saying, "Well, yeah, Mizzou won, but we didn't have our quarterback and Harrison sat out cuz he's going into the draft." So it wasn't a real well, I think that's why the playoff that's why the playoff is good. I think that changes it a little bit. I think where it now matters. Every game, every game in the top twelve teams in the nation, that game's going to matter. And then the only thing that's I think I would agree with in regards to what's bad about college football is from a coaching standpoint is that it's nonstop. It's yeah. nonstop recruiting. And you can't. There's no off date. And then with the early signing date in December, it's just. When do you have a time to catch your breath? Yeah, because <laughs> with the portal, it's re it's re recruiting your own team for those that want to stay, but um, then getting your high school kids and then going to replace the pieces that you that that they're leaving. Yeah, so you just can't stop. You, you, it's just nonstop. Well, um, and if you think about that Miami documentary, I mean, after they won the championship, the next day Urban Myers was sitting there already starting for next season, and mm-hmm. and so yeah. now it's like three times that because you have to yeah. recruit those kids plus you have to recruit your own kids plus you can yeah. now recruit the kids from other schools yeah oh well, i mean 
tampering is still against the rules technically, yeah. <laughs> quote unquote. But um, I think it's great for players because it doesn't behold them to one school where if it's just a bad situation. And what 18-year-old kid is always going to make the right decision every single time? Right. You know, you're 18 years old and you did what you thought was the best thing, but maybe you went to a level where you just weren't able to compete at that level or it just wasn't a good fit with the coach or you just need to go back home because leaving home just wasn't the right thing. You got your homesick, something like that. Yeah. And then transferring back or just putting yourself in a great situation where these kids can now, you know... it's kind of like these athletes start in junior high school now yeah. <laughs> where they are doing nothing but training to become the best version of themselves so that they become, you know, a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. And this gives them the opportunity to start that clock sooner. And then we've all heard the tragedies and the horror stories of getting injured and losing everything. Yeah. Where now as early as possible, you're able to make some money off of your athletic talent. Where if a, if a career-ending injury were to happen, you now have access to at least not losing on that dream completely. Yeah. So, so there's so much. I think there's so much right about it. Um, it does stink where you do lose a little bit of the um, the romanticism of that kid that stuck it out for four years. You grew with that player. You grew with that team, and you've seen you've been, you've been through the peaks and valleys of a team where it's going to become more and more rare where one where a player sticks it out the whole way, but um, if it's best for the kid, more power to them. It's it's equal now between the coaches and the players. Now they don't. They're not. You know, the, when the coaches were able to break contracts, because a contract's not a contract anymore. Right. They're all to be. Bro- they're all. They can all be broken. No one's beholden to them anymore. Yeah. So um, the only argument I have against that is when you have that star player that can go somewhere else. How often does he use that against the coach? Like I'm not in the mood to practice today. Well, if you don't practice, you're not going to play. Well, if I don't play, I'm just going to transfer. What's to say they don't do it at the next school? It's true. I mean, that well, that stigma follows you from school to school. No coach wants to put up with that, regardless of how talented you are. Because if I can get the same kind of talent from a kid that wants to play and, and you know be part of the culture and be part of you know our character of our team, now that you can replace that star player, it's a little bit easier to do so. Where yeah. before, once you that player was just gone transferring in just wasn't an option. You got to replace that some other way. Yeah. As far as waiting for that next high school kid to come along or you had to wait for the grad transfer. So you had the people that were, you know, Hey, I've gone to school four years. I'm going to do one year of grad school. And then just to get the extra year squeezed out and move on. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's different. And I think that's good for the game. I think being stagnant and watching the same teams over and over and over. Every now and then, though, you get that that, that surprise that happens, and that's fun. And everyone, that's a story to follow, and everyone can jump on board and be you know be along for the ride. But um, leveling the playing field is awesome, and I'm not a. I don't think every. And I think it's been it's going to get proven more and more. Not every team is a feeding ground for the blue bloods. It's it's truly going to be. The coaches that want it more are able to get their booster clubs to, to raise the NIL money. But just because you can raise the most money and think you're buying the best players, there's still only, you know, 12 spots available, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, or sorry, 11 spots is what I meant to say. And so you can only do that so much. And boosters are only going to give so much. And the thing about this is it's still a crap shoot. It's gambling. And if you're a booster and you give a bunch of money to all these kids and they don't pan out, 
what's to say they're going to keep re-upping to give you more money for that next kid that comes along. So you'll see that I think you're going to see a fluctuation where teams still go through ups and downs and peaks and valleys, but it'll just be more teams doing so. There'll be a lot more teams, I think. Yeah. So, awesome product. I think you're going to see teams having to play what, more than 17 games now with the playoff next year. So you're playing a professional schedule while trying to do college, which I think you're going to maybe see football break away from the NCAA and become a true minor league of the, the, the NFL. Yeah. Um, which I get it. I, that makes sense. It's still kind of fun, but still being associated with the school to have some kind of school pride, some kind of fan followership, I guess you'll have to do something there. But, uh, I don't think you'll ever see basketball break away. I think you're still going to see, cause the tournament's too big of a deal. That NCAA tournament's still a monster. It makes way too much money <laughs> for them to let it go. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't see the portal being as big of a thing in basketball either, just for the fact that if you're a top-tier kid, you can be one and done and head to Correct. the NBA. Correct. Yep. But the Porter still does allow for kids that were in a situation that just didn't fit. Yep. Go find something that does fit. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's fun. I always say I'm a much, much bigger fan of the college sport than I am of the professional sport. It's just more entertaining. Yeah. But <laughs> now with it just being year-round, in both sports, basketball and football, it's just fun. It's super fun. Yeah. But, um... Hey, good thing about the portal. We wouldn't have uh, Cody Schrader this year. Right know. Right. Exactly. So, fun stories there. And then, um... Yeah, it's been a good... That was part of a great holiday break there was the uh, the bowl game. Yeah. And, uh... Other than that, I don't know if I have anything to share. I mean, Christmas was kind of low-key. New Year's was low-key. Um... It just feels like it goes faster and faster every year. It just goes by in the blink of an eye. It's gone. Yeah. You just. I felt like I just put up Christmas decorations, and the next day I was taking them right back down. And we we had ours up for a while. We normally put it up the day after Thanksgiving, just because we're home and able to do it. We same thing. It felt like we just did it the day after, but still felt like it was still just taking them right back down. <laughs> I felt like it was what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and then what's even crazier next year? I think Thanksgiving's on the last Thursday. Of November, so it's even shorter distance between mm. <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas next year. So, and hell, before before uh, like the day after Christmas, like two days after, had to go to Target for something. I don't remember what we were there for. I had to stop by and grab something. Yeah, all Valentine's stuff already up. Oh yeah, <laughs> roll. It's just like could we get a break between holidays, people? Come on. I want to say Walmart had the Valentine's Day stuff up the week of Christmas. Yeah, they probably did. You're probably right. Or at least starting like little, yeah. little bits, little bits here and there. But it's like, good lord, give us a break, people. Yeah. So, but uh, no, no, I don't think I have any drama to share. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Did you get anything Sounds nerd? Like you guys had a good time. Yeah. Did what? Did you get anything nerd worthy for Christmas? Um, no, no, nothing nerd worthy. Uh, I bought myself uh, the Ronin. I thought I thought I told you that. Uh, I bought myself the um. Ninja Turtle, uh, Last Run in the, the Lost Years. I yeah. have that. I just haven't had a chance to read it. But um, beyond that, no, nothing nothing to add to the shelf. Uh, no fun toys like a Lego or anything like that. <laughs> nothing yeah. fun that way, not going that route. Um, uh, you did inspire me to finally get my kid to pull out his 3D printer last night. We did, we put it together, but he still has to, do, uh, he has to balance it, I guess yep. is what it's called. He's got to do all this other crap to it before you're going to start printing, and we just haven't gotten to that part yet. I think today is the first day that it has not been used. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Fun. 
So like, yeah, the mm-hmm. little one she wants to she wants to get going with and play with it and just try to make something. And then I said, look, we're just super busy right now. We'll get to it when we get to it. It's just not top priority right this second. So there are websites out there where you can just go ahead and take whatever somebody else has made and make it yourself. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. that battering I sent you the picture of. That's how we how we did that. Um, yeah. Madeline's taken some courses though where she can do stuff and she's actually designed some bathroom storage stuff for Aaron, like things to put hair rubber bands and hair clips on that she can attach yep. to cabinets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, these kids they got all those courses now that teaches them all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Bertie, he does the same thing with his he had the makerspace classes and his robotics class. He's he's like, Oh yeah, I can put this together in two seconds and he did. He put it together no problem. And he's like, This does that, that does that and blah blah blah. And I was like I was like, this is the first time I've ever seen one of these. Other than I see, I seen them at school, but never seen one like it, they're usually in the glass container, yeah, the box. This one's a freestanding one that's out of that. And I go, huh, this would be really hot. <laughs> he does this while this is printing. He's like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm interested. I, I, my my goal is to 3D print my own minifigure, my own Lego minifigure. I want to make one. I don't know who I'm going to make or what I'm going to make, but that's my goal. Nice. I don't know. I do not know who I'm going to make. Although I was, I almost disowned one of my children. She came downstairs and she thought my Daredevil minifigs are uh, Deadpool. And I was like, get out of my office right now. <laughs> You're dead to me. <laughs> that was, that was like, uh, Will last year for Halloween when he went at, as Deadpool and everyone kept calling him Spider-Man. Oh, uh, there's a little part of your soul dies. <laughs> He'd walk away and he's like, Spider-Man have swords. <laughs> Well, now, did he have the swords out, or were they in their sheaths? <laughs> it depends. Sometimes he'd have them out, sometimes he'd have them on his back. <laughs> right. Oh, fun times, fun times. So, yeah. what's on the what's on the docket for this evening, sir? Not much. Um, a couple news things. I don't have much news, but I've watched and read a lot of stuff, trying to squeeze it in yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, did you see they've had to recast century for thunderbolts i I saw a headline and i don't know what's going on did they did someone leave the cast steven yoon left the cast who was he supposed to be he was supposed to be the century oh he's supposed to be century yeah interesting because isn't he like a blonde hair blue eye goddess or god you know godlike figure no oh yeah he's drawn in the comic right yeah Interesting. Okay, so that was a different way to go with it. And why did he end up leaving? Um, I think the delays just kind of pushed it out of his schedule. Oh, okay. Because I know, I guess for voice work on uh, Invincible, I guess? I don't, he might have other stuff lined up too. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. No, that's kind of stinky. So who's gonna, who's, who are they trying to replace him with? I haven't heard anybody any, yet. Uh, any rumors? No. It just, just happened yesterday. So I, d- I don't know how soon they'll... I mean, that's probably something that could even delay this a little bit longer. That sucks. I don't like that. He's a great actor. I'm enjoying everything he's he's been in. Yeah. So, um, that's just not awesome. Uh, let's see. And I'm reading a headline here too. I thought I'd share this headline because this is interesting. Right. Suicide Squad director shared grim update on the air cut. Says he's done with DC. David Ayer, the director of Suicide Squad, has ended his relationship with DC following his frustrations over the potential release of the air cut. So I guess we're never going to see it. No. And I think they've been pretty upfront about not releasing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
I would like to see it. I was I'm a fan of that movie. I don't it's not like it's the best thing ever. Like, no. I think it was complete garbage. No. I mean it it was a mindless action movie. Yeah. So and I'm seeing here, um okay. All I'm hearing is just trash, trash, trash. Rebel Moon, is it not good? We never finished it. Hmm. It's like two is, is it really long? It's like two and a half hours long, I think. That is a long movie. It's a long we have about 45 minutes left on it. Two hours and are 13 you, minutes. Are you wanting to go back and finish it? I would like to, just because I know part two is coming out in a couple months. Okay. It's well, not... Maybe, uh, it's... I mean, it's like an origin movie for a comic book movie. It's kind of slow. It's just introducing everybody. Okay. I think the second movie is going to be a lot more action-packed. Yeah. Um, I can see... I can see where he's going with it, so I'm not, I'm not disappointed that I watched it and wasted time. Okay. I'm just hoping it pays off in the long run. Okay. Because that's all I hear is a trend, and I'm like, well, I, the first thing I thought when I heard that, and you're saying there's because there's already a part two ready to roll. Is there, is there, is this a universe? Is he supposed to do three, four? How many, movie, how many Rebel Moon movies are there supposed to be? There's two for sure, and I think he had more planned, but I think it was okay. just kind of the Netflix wait and see approach. Gotcha. Okay, because knowing Zack Snyder, what you saw was part one, obviously of a four, five-hour cut that he probably did. Yeah. Make him split it into two, like he does with all of his stuff, because <laughs> he does not make... He doesn't make two-hour movies. He doesn't make two-and-a-half-hour movies. No. The dude makes three- and four-hour movies is what he does. Yeah. That's his thing. So I think you just saw an incomplete movie. Right, that's what I think. Um, and so people trashing him, like, like you said, it's a lot of setup, and then... You're but you you're you're leaving off in the middle of the story, and then the climax happens in the third act at some point in part two that's going to come out. Yeah. So that's what I'm expecting. I have not fired it up yet because I just didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't have I, not that I didn't have time. I just chose to watch other things instead of that. Um. But uh, yeah. No, I I want to watch it. Every I click over it every single time, and I uh, I want to. It's it's. Is it a, is it a rip off of Star Wars? Does it feel Star Warsy? Because I thought that was supposed to be like, hey, he wanted to do a Star Wars movie, they wouldn't let him, so he said, I'll go just do my own thing over at Netflix. Yeah, it's it's got aspects of it. I could see how they could pull it off as a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. but he's changed it enough that it doesn't feel like a Star Wars rip off. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then I'm seeing a headline here where it says Skybound releases first look at Transformers and GI Joe in their first crossover. My question here is, do you think they'll be writing anything that, after watching Beast Wars, do we think that this could be their template that they'll use for a potential crossover at some mm-hmm. point in the future? I, I think it could be. I mean, Kirkman's name is on it, so, I mean, Hollywood's eating him up right now. It's, I'd be interested. I'd it's be kind interested of... It's funny, though, that they are promoting the crossover already, because there's been little hints of things throughout the all three of the, the books. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even read the first G.I. Joe book because it just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, But, like, Duke has shown up in Transformers. Different Transformers have shown up in Void Rivals. Well, not to get to it. And then uh, the last thing I'll share before I get onto the topic I wanted to hit on was 
the last thing I read, or I, it wasn't even an article, I think it was just a, a, a title of a YouTube video I didn't get a chance to click on yet, but it was a question on whether or not Star Wars fans are going to be on board for the Ray movie. And then my question is, the director of the Ray movie, mm-hmm. is Dave Filoni just a producer of the movie, or is he, because I thought he was getting his own, thro- he's going to do the Thrawn trilogy on his own. Yeah. And then I heard it's some Pakistani-Canadian girl, woman, that's supposed to be doing this. <laughs> I don't know who she is or what she's done. Yeah, I don't know who she is either. Um, okay. But there was a controversy because she said, um, I guess Star Wars is being led into the female era or something along those lines. Okay. Um since she's the first female director on a movie and Ray's going to be the first real leading female character. Mm-hmm. I think force awakens was kind of a Ray movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think they were trying to push it more as force awakens is Ray's movie. It's it, her movie. it really it is. Um, yeah. but I, I think a lot of people see it though, as the trilogy of characters kind of like in the original trilogy with Luke, Leia and Han. So I, I, that's what I think she was getting at with that. Okay. So that's kind of, that's controversial is what we're saying. I, I uh, apparently, I yeah, that people like it upset people that she said that. Well, I think Disney's not having to work very hard at upsetting anybody these days. No, <laughs> it's, it, it's whatever. I, I take everything with a grain of salt. Um, we'll see. I, I personally have no attachment to Ray whatsoever. I don't really care for her character as far as moving forward. I mean, I don't care. I don't, I don't, uh, how do I say this? I'll watch it, but it's not like I'm pining for it. You know, I'm like, really, I need to see this Ray movie. I can't, I'll be waiting in line to go see that. Remember when that used to be a thing when people would wait in line to go see a movie or they camp out for tickets? That's just ain't a thing anymore. No. So. Well, people aren't going to the theaters anymore. Yeah. Oh, did you guys go see Aquaman in the theater by chance? No, we haven't. Might okay, didn't go. No, I heard it just. I heard it was off. I heard it was a bomb. I haven't really heard much about it. Um, I saw an article today that it's made more than Blue Beetle, Shazam two, and the Marvels. But well, I don't. Know, did, I don't did, know did, if you can necessarily judge made, that as uh, yeah, well, the barometer of how well a movie's doing right now, though. Because from what I'm hearing, the Marvels is a much better movie than Aquaman two. Did you see the Marvels? No, we haven't seen it. At this point, we're just Disney Plus in it. Yeah. Um, oh, last little tidbit before also, too. Because it's it's everywhere this week uh, in regards to the Steamboat Willie uh, IP. Yeah. <laughs> Has, or the, uh, it's a public domain now. So now we're getting another. We're getting a Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse 4 yep. movie and a horror game, apparently. There's going to be a video game as well. Oh, <laughs> horror wow. Video game. Do we? Does the world need a Steamboat Willie horror movie? I don't know. I heard the Winnie the Pooh one is pretty entertaining. I've heard it's garbage. I've heard really? it's really, really, really bad. But maybe it's really, really bad in that best way possible where you know it's garbage and you can just hate watch it. Yeah. Or be a cult classic by how awful and bad it really is. Yeah. And maybe, I, I think the whole point is I think the guy that's going to do the Mickey Mouse one is the same guy that did the Winnie the Pooh one. He's trying to make a public domain universe uh-huh. maybe do a crossover at some point between public domain characters yeah so yeah i i don't think the world needs it i won't be paying money to see it but if it just happens to be sitting on a shelf at a library at some point or on a streaming service sure why not yeah <laughs> hit the play button see what happens if it's there on something i'm already paying for 
Oh, and here, this this headline will make you laugh a little bit. The Todd McFarlane gives promising update on the long Just Stating Spawn reboot. Jay, are you, are you waiting with bated breath? <laughs> waiting, and I cannot wait until that Spawn reboot happens. Oh, I've been waiting since 1997. <laughs> <laughs> it's, sure, Todd McFarlane. It, if I'm Todd McFarlane, maybe I just go... Let's me just stick with toys. My toys are amazing. People buy them. I can yeah. charge a lot of money for them. Let's just stick with that line. My, and my name and my toy people that do the artwork for my toys. Let's just let them do their thing. I, I don't know. Would people so, even go see it anymore? Because no one knows about Spawn anymore. It it had its time. It's the, the the cartoon, the book. I mean, it has its following. Sure, yeah. it has people that have been there since. They're just not ready to let go of it. Yeah, and the book's still ongoing, but. <clears throat> I just don't see people dying to go see that movie. But he did the Gunslinger Spawn comic book that, like, people were buying up like crazy. I don't know if it was oh, the, really? the, the 90s speculators come back and saw oh. saw Spawn number one and just bought a ton of them. But Yeah, could be. Could I mean, be there, there was a definite market for it. Yeah. Oh, and here I'm seeing here Stephen Ewan's Thunderbolt Exit has fans calling for Alan Richin as the century. All right. I I, I can see that more. Boy Jack Reacher, which I still have not watched Reacher. I really want to, but I watch yeah, I haven't it. watched it either. Now that I'm thinking of it, Stephen Ewan would have been awesome to see his century. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I would have liked that. Would have been pretty cool. I mean, he's nailed everything um, else he's done. So okay, and did you have any other topics you wanted to hit on? I got one more right here. <laughs> um, Batman: Cape Crusader, the new animated series that's going to be coming out, yeah. will be much darker than the original animated series. I, that's just yeah. That's just the way all Batman's are now. They're yeah. all just going to be dark and dreary, and yeah. I, I think but, it's the character, so it's living up to the character. So I see it. But, uh, but I'm guessing that'll be on Max at some point. Or is that Prime? I think it's Prime. It was supposed to be on Max, but then when they sold off like rights to everything to make money back, sure. I think Prime got it. Do you know who the uh, head writer is? I'm pulling up the article now because I think I see it there. Oh, Brubaker is one of the... Is he, yes. Well, he's the executive producer. Is he the head writer? It says uh, he, he's one of the writers on this show. Got, I got Bruce Tim, Brubaker's name I'm seeing. Where yeah. am I seeing anything else? Um, he said the animation in the series reflects Bruce Tim's initial vision. Yeah. Um, but it was a vision he could not execute due to studio executives' restrictions on heightened violence. No. Definitely okay. So then, it's, I I'll warn you, it's definitely a lot different than Batman the Animated Series. That recognition of Star Wars. It's not PG thirteen, but it's definitely a lot different, huh? Yeah. So what are we going for here? It's not PG thirteen, but it's going to be super dark. I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. know which, where are we going with that? Yeah, I don't know either. Um, other some other key details. Um, they're introducing Renee Montoya in the second episode. Mm -hmm. Um. Haley Gross, who worked on Last of Us and Westworld, is writing some of it. Yeah. Um, and Look at that, Greg Ruka, Greg Ruka, or Rucka, Ruka, Rucka, however you want to pronounce it. He's, he's writing an episode. Oh, nice. Well, that's didn't him and Brubaker do uh, Gotham Central together? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Correct. So, Brubaker's, there's, a, there's some inspiration from there. Brubaker's not coming back for season two, though. You get one season. That's all you get out of me. Then I'm moving on. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see how they, who takes over from there. Well, James, it's under the James Gunn umbrella, right? I Everything think, yeah. Under him, right? So. 
Yeah. Let's see what he does. Um, looks like Matt Reeves and J.J. Abrams are both producers on it. I don't like the design of his cowl yeah. on the uh, poster there. I'm saying the ears just look funky. Now, hold on. Let's Kevin Conroy. Did Conroy get some voice work done on it? I don't know. Could they? I couldn't imagine that he did. Well, yeah, he well, cast says, Kevin Conroy. Two seasons, animation. Kevin Conroy is the cast. I don't know. That maybe he got the work in before he passed. Maybe. That would be iconic. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. I'm down with that. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I'm look. I'll watch it. I, I did not watch the Christmas special one where they had Damien with the. That was a Christmas little animated one. I don't know. Yeah. How long. And it had a. Oh, Luke Wilson as uh, the voice of Batman. I was like, eh, that's that's bothering me right there. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a voice of Batman to me. But we we started it. I fell asleep during it. Oh, really? Not 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 because it was bad or anything. I it was just a long day. Yeah. Okay. So maybe next season, maybe next Christmas season, I'll I'll, I'll try to catch that one. Yeah. So. All right, so here's what I wanted to do. Okay. We did not, you texted earlier saying, let's hold off on best of 2023 until next week. And I'm okay with that. But what I did want to do was do the, here's what I have not watched yet for the 2023 movies. Okay. (laughs) And go over those as far as these are the ones I have not watched and I want to see and see if they would make the list. So let's. I wanted to get going on that. Do you want to? You down for that? I'm down for that. I'm pulling up my list right now. Okay. So here's I, Google. I googled on. I did a Google. I said best movies of 2023. So popular 2023 movies. Here's and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look at the ones that I've heard something about it, and I want to watch it. Have not watched it though. First thing it says when evil lurks. I know nothing about this movie. It's gonna be on AMC mm. Plus. It's a horror movie. The uh, cover on there looks pretty cool. Um, I need to open another tab here to see if I can get it. Let's see. It says, in a remote village, two brothers find a demon-infected man just about to give birth to evil itself. Don't know. There you go. Then here, uh, second thing says, when the residents of a small rural town discover that a demon is about to be born among them, they desperately try to escape, but it may be too late. Hmm. Uh, Directed by Demian Rugna. It made some. It made five hundred forty-six thousand dollars here in the U.S. Distributed by Shutter and IFC. So it's a Shutter film. Um, but it looks like it. it just, like I said, it looks creepy. I'm down with it. It's looks like a good horror movie. Yeah. I want to see it. Um, I'm gonna scroll over here. I think you have this on your list to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have watched it or not yet. The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. No, I've not seen but it. I could have swore that was on your to-do list of 2023. I d- it is. Um, okay, because this one is I could have swore it was Cumberbatch. Uh, no, it's not. Maybe it's not. Who's in this one? Because I thought that looked like Benedict Cumberbatch on the cover. But uh, it's a Wes Anderson movie, right? Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me see who. Oh, it is. Okay, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch, Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley, Ray Fiennes. Uh, the summation here is Henry Sugar, a wealthy man, decides to take on an extraordinary challenge. He wants to master an extraordinary skill in order to cheat at gambling games. So I thought that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Might want to check that out. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to figure out who's in this cast because I think this is another one I wanted to check out. Yeah, here you go. Here's the cast of this one. Uh, Finest Kind. Is this one on your list? 
No, I don't think so. Uh, Jenna Ortega, uh, Toby Wallace, which I don't know him from anything. Tommy Lee Jones, which I haven't seen him in anything lately. No. He's been, he has not been in much. Uh, ben Foster, uh, Grey Worm. This looks like Grey Worm, if I'm looking at him correctly. Or no, maybe it's not Grey Worm. I need to fi- figure out who. Uh, Ishmael Cruz Cordova. Is that name familiar to you? No. Maybe he was House of the Dragon. I'm trying to remember what. Uh, oh, The Rings of Power. That's what. That's why he looks familiar. Oh, gotcha. It was in that Lord of the Rings TV show. Um, but let me go back to give you the synopsis. This one says two brothers from the opposite side of town where the tracks are reunited as adults. Desperate circumstances force them into uh, into a deal with an organized crime syndicate in Boston, and a young woman gets caught in the middle. Hmm. And Ben Foster in it with Tommy Lee Jones. I was like, huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down yeah. for that. Uh, dream scenario. It's just got Nick Cage. That's all I really need to say about that one. So I definitely want to check that one out. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen that one. Uh, the creator. I don't know if you have that on your list or not. I've heard it, it's pretty controversial though. Uh, but why? I don't know. I don't know why. It's on, I think it's on Hulu right now. I just, okay. I just watched it yesterday. Okay. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good sci-fi movie. Really? Uh, is it long? Uh, I think it's a little over two hours. Okay, so yeah, nope. That's one I might check out. Um, but again, see, these are all the movies I still need to watch for twenty twenty three. Oppenheimer, got... I have not watched. You watched Oppenheimer, I have not. Yes, right. I think you said you watched it. Okay. Uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Haven't seen it yet. Want to see that one? Uh, let's see. Let me keep going. I'm trying to find ones I have not seen. I don't. I think I'm going to completely skip on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I've heard nothing but the, it's the worst Indiana Jones movie out of all of them, and that's saying something. With Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. So, did you watch it? Have not watched it yet. It, but it's it, on the list. It's still on the list. We'll we'll watch it. I don't know, man. I just don't know. I don't know if I want to or not. I'm I'm hoping that nostalgia just kind of kicks in and makes me enjoy it. Okay. Well, I just have not heard great things. I haven't either. Uh, this one, this one, I. I for some reason, it was on a couple of guys I follow on YouTube. It was on their top ten list, and so I kind of really want to watch it. Uh, Saltburn, I believe it's on Prime. I think is where it's at. I started it. Um, I don't remember much about it though. It's one of those ones you really kind of have to follow. Yeah, it says distraught by his classmate Oliver's unfortunate living situation, Felix, a rich student, invites him over to his estate. Soon, a series of horrifying events engulf Felix's family. So it's, I don't know anything more about it. It's um, got that Barry Keegan or whatever oh, his name is. Barry, yeah, I like that guy. He's yeah, actor. it's got Carrie Mulligan in it too. I, yeah, oh, man, Carrie Mulligan, she's amazing. I think she's an amazing actress. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna check that one out. Um, let's see. I think that gets me through just about everything on this list. As far as I need to start over on this other thing. So there you go. Those are the 2023 movies I still want to watch. I want to see if I can find anything else. Uh, John, I still haven't seen John Wick 4. Yeah. Rebel Moon. Uh, Equalizer 3. I still want to watch that. I watched Equalizer 2. It was okay. I'm yeah. a fan of the Equalizer franchise. Denzel in an action series is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, the Family Plans an Apple movie. I kind of still want to watch that one. It's Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Don't know if that's on your list, but no. I don't know if any have, have all the ones I said. Are they on your list, or are they not going to make the list because they're just you just have too many already? Uh, 
I've got some of them on the list. A lot of them probably won't make it. Okay. Because I still have a ton um, of stuff I want to watch. I know. I'm going to keep going, though, dude. Here we go. All right. <laughs> uh, Hunger Games, uh, Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes. Yep. Do you want to watch that? I'm a fan of the Hunger Games franchise. Um, Thanksgiving, that's Eli Roth's horror movie. Okay. Have you heard of that one? Definitely yeah. Definitely want to watch that. Uh, that will Actually, if I could get a copy of it, it would be probably at the very top of what I would want to watch. Um, don't know about Priscilla or not, the Priscilla movie, about Priscilla Presley. I can't yeah. take it or leave it, to be honest with you. Yeah, don't care. Um, let's see here. Keep going. Bear with me. Nope, nothing there that I want to watch there. Uh, action movies. Seen pretty much all the action movies I think I want to watch, except for, obviously, Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Actually, here's a funny one. I don't know if you watched it or not yet. Gran Turismo. I've heard amazing reviews about that, where it's just a fun movie. It was okay. We it's on oh, okay, Net- so you did watch it. It's on Netflix. We just watched it in the last week. Um yeah. it's it's not bad. I mean, it's not a top ten of the year movie, but I I enjoyed it. I didn't regret okay. watching it. And here's one I'll give you that was on a lot of top ten lists, mm-hmm. or at least got honorable mentions, was the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. People just it's just a you don't have to, again a lot of things like like you said don't have to be a fan of the franchise it's just a well done movie yeah people just enjoyed it um so maybe I'll try it. actually I, I I had no desire to but with you saying it's good and the couple guys I follow on YouTube that I like a lot they they gave it the the heads up so I was just gonna go yeah well, maybe I'll give it a shot I mean it, it shot. it's hard to dislike a Chris Pine movie yeah unless it's it, Wonder Woman eighty four <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong. Oh, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yep. Mutant Mayhem, which you saw, which I think you gave a thumbs up, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, the biggest one I didn't mention, I can't believe it's not on this uh, list that I've read. Uh, maybe it's just because it's so new. Uh, Iron Claw. Yep. Obviously, I want to still see Iron Did you go to the theater to see it? No, we haven't. Oh, did not go. I was hoping you did. We we so talked about it. A non-spoiler. The the kids went to the movies with their grandparents, and we talked about going at the same time. But the the times didn't j- match up, and then one of the kids didn't want to go, so we just kind of hung out at home. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna list off some biopics. Okay. I guess. Um, but I'm, again, I'm only listing ones that I haven't seen. That I think I might want to. That Maestro movie by Brad uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, and I think, I think I might want to see that one. And that's on Netflix now. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah see, so I, I need to check that one out. Uh, Dumb Money, the GameStop story. That, that's got. Uh, it's got a lot of people. Seth Rogen in it, so I definitely want to see that. But there's also the other one. I don't. I'm not seeing it here, but I watched a trailer for it last night. I really, really wanted to see it. It was the one with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, with Uber. He did a movie about Uber. And I really hmm. want to see that one because I'm a big fan of Justin Gordon Love. I think he's an amazing actor. So I yeah, I want to see that one. It's fun going through these, and I'm gonna mention. I'm just gonna mention one that I thought. I, I when you go through and have to do your, uh, so you're good about keeping a list. I I have to go back and remember what I watch. Um, man, Jesus Revolution is on here. I love that movie. I thought that movie was incredible. That, that was a good movie. Really good. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. There's anything else here on the biopic? There's a Pamela Anderson movie. Doesn't have Ferrari listed there? Because she, I don't know if she went crazy or not. And meh to that movie. No, it doesn't have Ferrari, Ferrari listed. No, Ferrari's not listed. Oh okay. yeah, that's uh with Adam Driver directed by uh, Michael Mann. Sweetwater was was not bad. 
Okay. Oh, that's Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Really? Take it or leave it. Uh, Sound of Freedom. Still need one. I still really want to see Sound of Freedom. And that's on Prime um, now. And I don't. It is okay. Yeah. Uh, there's an easier way to watch it. Um, kids movies. I don't think there's going to be very many kids movies on this list that I want to see. I do want to see Leo. Uh, my daughter loved Leo, so she said I need to watch that one. Okay. Uh, but other than that, not a lot on this uh, animated one or animated list here. So as you can see, 2023, so many movies not watched <laughs> yeah. that I do want to see. So it's it's impossible at the end of 2023 to give a top 10 list. I can give you the top 10 maybe of movies I have seen, yeah. but that doesn't mean they're going to ma- stay in the top 10 because I haven't seen all the movies I want to see. Right. And that's what I, uh, after we do the, after we do our top 10 of 23 i'd like to go back and revisit 22 and see what changed because neither one of us had seen the whales at the oh, time we yeah. made the list oh whales way up there dude yeah way 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 up there on mine so man what a horrible year for uh, horror movies oh my goodness yeah i still have a lot to see but i'll i'll let me go over the ones just real quick real quick i probably okay. fast <laughs> okay the ones i have seen the black demon turned it off so bad exorcist believer oh boy that was not great yeah the boogeyman actually okay okay G- give me a few jump scares so i was like yeah okay I'm yeah okay with that um let's see uh what was this one sorry knock at the cabin eh eh okay I, I, it was an interesting premise i think we talked about where it had an interesting premise but yeah just didn't execute like the book did i guess yeah uh last voyage of the demeter i think i turned you off of that one I yeah it was on your list but i think i told you to just avoid it yeah no need to watch that one. Of course, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I did yeah. not watch it, but God, what a horrible year. That's one of the movies, <laughs> the top horror movies. Yeah. Uh, There's Something Wrong with the Children was really fun at the beginning and kind of fizzled out. You liked Totally Killer. I I was okay with it, but I think you liked it more than I did. That was that one on, I believe it was on Netflix. Um, uh, Body Swap, or not Body Swap, Time Travel. Yeah, Time, time Travel. Movie. It was Back a prime with uh, the mom Other from time, Modern okay. Family. Yeah, yeah, um, I yeah I enjoyed Redfield. it. I I disli- I disliked it a lot. I think you enjoyed it a lot more. Um, yeah, and it's hard to classify yeah, that as a horror. That's what. Yeah, it's, I think it's more of a drama comedy, dramedy maybe. Yeah, but black comedy maybe. Black comedy, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Scream Six. I still I need to still watch Scream Five. I don't I can't talk about Scream Six yet. I, I need to probably go back and do a rewatch of the whole series to be honest. So I can okay. keep pace with it. I was gonna say I, I probably haven't Scream two and three. Like I, I memorized Scream one. Yeah. I don't. Re- I don't remember anything from Scream two or three. I guess there was a Scream four. No clue what happened to Scream five. I guess they're already on six. So I have no clue about that one. I give up after um, two. Run. Did you watch Run Rabbit Run? Right no, chance? I haven't. Okay, I, I want to see that one, but I just haven't. But uh, keep, uh, as far as still a bad year for horror movies, Evil Dead Rise, I thought it was awful. I didn't like it. I made it through it. Yeah. It just not, this wasn't for me. Uh, Pope's Exorcist, god awful. <sighs> god awful. Did not like it. Uh, let's see. They listed Cocaine Bear as a horror movie. That's not a horror movie. That's no. a fun movie. That's probably the most fun movie of 2023. <laughs> it might be. It's up there. They need to have a fun category. Uh, but Pope's Exorcist, that was garbage. Saw 10 came out, I guess. I would love to watch it. I've heard that it was good, and it's a way back uh, to a good movie in the franchise. Yeah. Like, there hasn't been a good one, I think, since Saw 
two. <laughs> yeah. So we had to wait till Saw 10 to get a good one again, I guess. But yeah, what a horrible year for uh, for horror movies. Man, just not good. And then I'm just scrolling. Through, I'm going to scroll through the dramas real quick, see if there's anything that pops here. out here real quick. While you're doing that, I'll throw a few more out you haven't mentioned. Um, the okay. Kill Room. It was an action uh, action comedy. Uh, no, that's not over. Uh, Uma Thurman, Joe Manganiello, Samuel Jackson. It says, a hitman, his boss, an art dealer, and a money laundering scheme that accidentally turns the assassin into an overnight avant-garde sensation, one that forces her to play the art world against the underworld. I have a feeling it's probably not going to be very good, but it's got a, it's got a fun cast and it sounds interesting. Because I know uh, Sam Jackson can make some bad movies. The, drama here is, uh, the only thing from the drama list I'm seeing here is Bo is Afraid. I, a lot of people had that on their either honorable mention or top ten list. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie. Don't yeah. know anything about it. I'll pull I, it up here real quick. Um, I actually got it in my queue from the library, their digital system. So I might watch that. Okay. So, yeah, I want to watch that. Don't have a clue what it's about, though. Let me just get a quick synopsis here. Reserved man who makes regular visits to a therapist demands his anxiety finds himself challenged when he embarks on a tumultuous and emotional odyssey to get home to his mother. Oh, Ari Oster. That's who did the movie. Oh, okay. Okay. This dude, yeah. Um, so the, the director of that movie also mm-hmm. did... Um, he did Dream Scenario. So there's that Nick Cage movie that I talked about. Yeah. He did... Um, Midsummer, which that's controversial in regards to some people love it, some people hate it. I'm on yeah. the hated side of it, but I'm also on the side of Hereditary is probably one of the most brilliant movies I've ever seen. Yeah. So, this guy, I am interested in what he's doing. So I definitely want to check out this. Bow is afraid. Yeah. I can't. It's a horror. It's, it's listed as a horror comedy. Yeah. Okay. Parker Posey. Yeah, she's enjoyable. Amy Ryan's in it. Uh, let's see. Michael Gandolfini. Is that? James Gandolfini's kid? Yeah. And he was in the Sopranos prequel movie as James Gandolfini's character, as Tony Soprano. Okay. Wait a second. Oh, he's just at the premiere of The Whale. I was like, he wasn't in The Whale, was he? <laughs> I don't remember him being. Nah. But check this out. He's listed as being casted in Daredevil Born Again. Oh, really? Interesting. Hopefully as a mob boss. Indeed. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe he's got the chops. Maybe he's got the chops. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, dude. Bill, Bill Hader's in uh, Bo's Afraid. Oh, nice. If you got a Bill, Bill Hader appearance in your movie, it's got to be okay. Yeah. I'm a big, big Bill Hader fan. So, okay. Well, there you go. Right. So, there's, we did, we did our non top 10 list because we can't speak to him. I, um, I do have a couple more, real quick. I'll have to compile. Okay. All right. So Third. next goal wins. It was the Taika Waititi movie about the soccer team that like lost eighty one straight games. Yeah, it has a uh, what's his name? Uh, it's got Magneto in it. Uh, yeah, right? Fastbender. Yeah, Fastbender. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I heard of it. I, it looks interesting. It's Taika, so it's gonna be, I guess, kind of funny, right? So. Yeah. I'm down. Um, there's one called Shooting Stars. It's uh kind of loosely based on LeBron James, and. A Buzz Bissinger book by the same name. So loosely based on LeBron James. Yeah. So basically a high school kid that's the next coming and he has to live up to his uh, potential. Yeah. 
Oh, no, here. The inspiring origin story of a basketball superhero reveals how LeBron James and his childhood friends became the number one high school team in the country and launching James a breathtaking career as a four-time NBA champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist, and NBA's all-time leading scorer. So, no, it's definitely... Yeah. It's, it's based on shooting stars by LeBron. It's his own book, I guess. Okay. Oh, yeah, the but adaptation of... Helped him write it? I, I guess so. Well, because, yeah, because I'm looking at a look at the young uh, LeBron James features film adaptation of LeBron James and Buzz Bessinger's book. So, Friday Night Lights guy wrote yep. a book with LeBron James. Yep. Have you read the book? No, I've not. Is it a good book? I don't know. Um, oh, I you said you did read no. But one of the coaches is Wood Harris, though, so probably going to be good. Wait, who? Hold on, let me see. Let me see if I got to see the cast here. You said Woody Harrelson? No, Wood Harris. Who's Wood Harris? Um, uh, he was in The Wire. Um, oh shoot, I can't think of. In the Creed movies, uh, Julius from oh. Remember the Titans. Oh, his, he wants his corners. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's his name. All right, I got you. I know who that is. Yeah. He's the guy that's been in everything, but you just never know his name. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yes. And oh, hey, check that out. Caleb McLaughlin's in it. Yep. Uh, from uh. Stranger Things uh, fame there. Yep. Dermot Mulroney. Sarah Wills Jr. William McGee. Huh. That's not our William McGee. <laughs> not that I know of, at least. Let's see. Who else is in this movie? Okay. So, okay. So this is a movie and, and not a uh, not a TV show. Right. Because yeah. I, I thought at some point I saw something I thought it was a TV show. Yeah. Do you have any interest in seeing There's Killers of the Flower Moon? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, I do. Yeah. But that's is that in theater still, or is that... I thought that was supposed to be an Apple movie. Like, isn't it supposed to go to Apple directly? It, I'm, I think it came out on Apple the same time it went to theaters. I don't know, though, for I sure. I checked it out. I checked out Apple yesterday. It's not on there. It's not? Hmm. No. No, here, all here. I'm gonna kill those of the flower moon. I'm gonna pull up here. Yeah, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Yeah, it's twenty bucks to watch on Apple. Yeah. So it's not just part of your package. Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely want to see it. Absolutely. Yep. Got to see the Scorsese movie. Yep. And plus, it's got Jesse Plemons in it. And Brendan Fraser, Jesse Plemons, De Niro, DiCaprio. Let's see. Let me see what else is in here. Nothing to brag about here. Uh, John Lithgow is in there. Check that out. Nice. But yeah, it's a, it sounds like an interesting story. Um, real love crosses paths with unspeakable betrayal as Molly Burkhart, a member of the Osage Nation, tries to save her community from a spree of murders fueled by oil and greed. So yeah, no, I'm definitely down with that one. Yeah. Got any other ones? Uh, looks like probably the only other thing would be Wonka. Just to say, I saw it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, it, Disney, I, Disney or no, maybe Warner Brothers owns that, so we'll see it on Max at some point. I, I would think so. I I mean, I heard Chalamet is the best Willy Wonka yet, but I don't know. Gene Wilder's no, hard to beat. Stop! Stop it! Gene Wilder, come on. Have Get you out of here with that. I'm Cruise Shelby, the best. Stop it. Don't ever say that. Stop it. <laughs> Have you seen the the meme about which one pulled Willy Wonka off the best? And it had Chalamet and Johnny Depp and Gene Wilder. And then it had um, 
Oh, God, I'm having a bad night with names. Um, yeah. The guy that played Abe Lincoln in, from uh, There Will Be Blood. Oh, um, yeah. I'm, Best actor ever. <laughs> we can't think of this. God. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. It just takes a while for it to fire. Daniel Day-Lewis. So there's so a there's, scene there's in... A meme with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, he looks exactly like Willy Wonka. He, like, he's dressed the same way as him in There Will Be Blood. I'm, try- I'm trying to... Okay, meme, Wonka, Daniel... Hold on. Daniel Day... Let me see if I got something here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you just call me Willy Wonka? <laughs> <laughs> he does look like him a little bit. Yeah, look at that. And I actually know the meme I see a lot right now is... Uh, well, who's it? Is it Gonzo or Fozzie Bear? I can't remember who's. It's Gonzo. I Gonzo, think. yeah. In one of the Muppet Christmas movies, I think. Yep. <laughs> he's dressed. He's dressed just like him. They, yep. say, they stole his look from Gonzo. <laughs> or, or here's one with the two of them, and it says, "You're making the wrong movie because that's not Willy Wonka," and it's got a picture of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah, no, those are. Uh, but don't you have, you have more on your list of yeah. ones that we that you still need to watch I, we haven't watched it yet for 2023 list i mean i have a bunch of other stuff that i just have on there in case i ever get around to seeing it like uh extraction to the covenant oh yeah oh covenant's really good yeah I, that's what i've I heard it'd be top 10 but it's really good yeah although i think it got murdered by like a lot of people said they didn't like it i think the critics didn't like it but i really enjoyed it yeah like i haven't seen blackberry or the beanie bubble yet Oh, okay. Oh, you've missed some good ones there. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get to those eventually. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. Again, I think that's a great... I think this is, we should do this as our annual. We haven't watched all the 23 movies yet to give you a top 10 movie, or top ten list for 2023. Yeah. Because I know that's what, that's what all that week was. And I think it feels like every year, earlier and earlier in December, people are dropping their top 10 list. And I'm like, they're still traditionally really good movies that come out during the Christmas break because yeah. what are the families doing? They're going to the theater. So yeah. I think it was a good theater release this past week. You got Wonka and Iron Claw both yeah. coming out. I thought that would be a great one too. Was there anything else? Well, no, Aquaman, but I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe the following year we'll get something from DC that's well, no, cause I guess well, Blue Beetle's the first DC movie under gun. I thought I, Superman Legacy was supposed to be the next, but we're not going to get that next year. That's no. too soon, right? Yeah, we won't yeah. get it next year. And I don't know if Blue Beetle is technically a gun movie, but he endorsed Zolo as his... Okay, as his Blue Beetle. Yeah. So, no, it doesn't fall into the gunverse? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, it does it, but, so, does it fall under the DCEU umbrella? I think it does, but I don't know. I mean, we'll probably find out once gun stuff starts coming out if they reference it. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll definitely see. So there it is. I, I don't know when we'll do. We'll have to do a, a top 10, 23. I, I guess you're right. Maybe it's time to go back and look at the top movies of 2022 to revisit that. Yeah. Or am I still so far behind on 2022 movies that I can't speak to it? Yeah. I didn't watch all of them yet still. Oh, no. Like, no. Let's see. No, because here, uh, everything all everything all, all we're, uh, everything everywhere all at once we've both seen. The Whale we've both seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tar, I think you watched it, but I don't think mm-hmm. I have. No, I never watched Tar. Tar. Okay, Women Talking, I I took the bullet for that one. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I did not. That one. Ban- the Banshees of Ishnarin, 
That's yep. so high up on my 22 list. It's not funny. And the more I live with that movie in my mind, the more I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I love that movie so much, but I do. I really do. Um, let's see. Yeah, no, nothing. Is there anything that you can think of off the top of your head 20, from 22 that you would say, yeah, this would definitely make my, my top 10? Because I finally got around to watching most of everything I wanted to from 22. I mean, besides the will, maybe 3,000 Years of Longing. I have not. I don't remember that one. That was uh, Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. Uh, okay. Yeah. He he's a genie and she finds him, okay. and he's recounting like all these extravagant stories <laughs> over the years. So as a as a tease for what's coming up in homework, one of the movies that's a 2022 thriller I just watched here at the end of 2023. Yeah, and it's definitely one of my favorite movies I watched. Okay. <laughs> 23, but it's a 22 movie. <laughs> And it's one of those where you go, really? That might, and I don't. I'm not saying it's on my 22 list. Yeah, but I am saying I liked it probably more than I should have. <laughs> okay, we'll go that far. Okay. Um, but the thing is, I don't think when I'm going through these Google lists, I don't think it's listing a lot of the um, Apple movies on there. And Apple puts out great movies every year. Yeah, because I mean, so I don't know. I know. I know. Tetris was one of them. Was Ghosted yeah. on there too? Well, here, 22 dramedies. Now, I'll take it back. Well, here. Oh. Okay, 22 dramedies. Uh, a Man Called Otto. That might very well make my 22 list. Yeah. Uh, the greatest beer run ever. Yeah. Again, Banshees of Ishnerin, or how you pronounce it. I can never pronounce it. Uh, Hustle. Hustle was actually a really damn good it movie. It was a really good movie. I think that um, did make my top 10. You're Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Which mm-hmm. That's number, I can say that's your probably number one there. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't care about that one. Sorry, I'm going as fast as I can through this real quick to see if we can do it beyond that. So it did have uh, at least an Apple movie on there. Yeah. So, um, okay, but here, that is a 2022 movie, huh? But people were talking about it on their 23 list. Which one? Uh, Sisu. Hmm. Um... When an ex-soldier who discovers gold in, in Lapland wilderness tries to take loot into the city, Nazi soldiers led by a brutal SS officer battle him. Uh, who is this? Uh, it's got it's Jorma Tamiya. You would recognize him, I think. Uh, but a bunch of... Uh, is, this a, is this a foreign film? I don't think it's in a foreign language film. Hmm. But yeah, no, Sisu was on a couple people's top 10 list for 23. But it's definitely a 22 release. Interesting. Yeah, well, whatever. I have it queued up to get it from the library because I wanted to watch it. So, hmm. but uh, yeah, let's maybe that needs to be our homework. We need to go back through our twenty-two movies as, and remember as many of them as we can, and see if we, once we can revisit and say we kind of, yeah, I've watched pretty much almost everything I wanted to from twenty-two, and uh, compile the list and see how it still stands. Yeah, and then the best of twenty-three is just we have to make our way through twenty-three to get to watch everything. So, yeah. Uh, that, I think that's it for that part of the of the show there. So, uh, homework, what you got? All right. We, I had a busy Christmas break. Yeah. So I already mentioned the creator. I, th- I think you should check it out. It was pretty good. I don't know if it's top 10, but it's probably just outside. Okay. Uh, we watched Blue Beetle. Yep. It was just a fun movie. It is. It is. Like I said, we need our fun movie category. Yeah. Okay. I would gladly put it there. I thought it was a great origin story. It gave me Iron Man vibes. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I thought there was something else. Oh, um, Wrath of Becky. Yeah. For, oh, 
you got around to it. Yeah, Becky was better. Yeah, Becky was way better. Becky yeah. was way, way better. than. But I did like Stifler. Yeah. I enjoyed Stifler and Wrath of Becky. I did. I, I like both movies. I hope there's a third one. I'm yeah. enjoying the franchise right now. and I. It's not like it's the best thing ever. And am I going to rush out to a movie theater to watch it? No. But if I watch it at home, absolutely. No, yeah. Absolutely watch it at home. Um, so yeah, I mentioned we saw Gran Turismo. Okay. Um, then we jump back and watch some older stuff with the kids. Um, Malin was wanting some rom-coms, so they threw on Clueless. Nice. That's okay. I, I like Clueless. I yeah. think it's a great movie. Young Paul Rudd. Yeah. How does it hold up? Eh. We were entertained by it more than the kids were. Yeah. Well, of course. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's our generation of movies, so. Yeah. It's got Donald Faison in it. Come on. Anything I know. <laughs> it's like Madeline, it's Turk. Right? Yeah. Um, and then we went uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Love that movie. It's a Love good movie. It. It, that one holds so up pretty well still. Yeah. It does. It, well, yeah, it should. Come and, on now. And they like that one a lot more. And here's the thing. Can you guess who my favorite character is in the movie? Mm, is it Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Nope. Is it his nerdy friend that's kind of setting up everything? No, the dad. The dad oh. cracks me up more than anybody in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> love that dad he's he's that actor if you were to try if you held a gun to my head and said i'm going to kill everybody in your family if you don't if you can unless you give me the name of this actor I'm, i had to sell my family i'm so sorry i'm so, but when you see him he's in every he's one of those guys that's in all the things at least back in the day back in the 90s he felt like he was in all the things he was he's just so good you he's you ready deadpan actor larry so miller comedy what's his name larry miller Yes, there you go. Larry Miller. I love me some Larry Miller. That guy, cra- he just does something. He just cracks me up. <laughs> he <Yeah>. really does. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So that, What else did you watch? Um, we finished um, Friends from College. Apparently Netflix canceled oh, that was, it. That was a TV show though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it yeah, was the one with right. Colby Smothers. and Michael Key, yep. right? Yeah. Apparently they canceled it before they could finish all the storylines because they left it on a cliffhanger. Oh boy, that's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Um, I went with the documentary series Full Swing on Netflix. Uh, it's about um, the PGA, and it was really interesting because they just happened to pick it right when the Live Tour was starting up. But each oh, gotcha. okay. each episode followed a different golfer, and so like you had some of the big name guys. But then you had, like, guys that are ranked lower. And so I can't think of the guy's name now, but he's like, no one aspires to be the 56th best golfer in the world, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I do aspire to be the 56th best golfer in the world, so I am happy. And, yeah. and, and it just talks about how he doesn't really apply himself. He just gets by Um they follow him and his caddy and his caddy's like it's hard sometimes because if we don't qualify if we don't make the cut i don't get paid mm-hmm. okay. yeah so it pretty interesting show um yeah. I, i'd recommend it um i got something for i got i want to interrupt just real quick because okay. i'm kind of still scrolling through this thing yeah i don't think when you probably made your uh top 10 i don't know if you'd watched unbearable weight of massive talent at that point oh i had I that might have to make your top 10 <laughs> I think I think it was number two at that point. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man. Oh god. It was so good. Okay, sorry. It okay. just makes me laugh. <laughs> just thinking about the movie makes me laugh. <laughs> and then today I started 
the final season of Letterkenny? I watched the whole thing, I think, in one night, dude. I yeah. can't stop. I it's it's a shame that's the last season. It wasn't the best, but it was good enough. But the thing is, the part one, mm-hmm. the Chips episode is going to go down as one of my fa- most favorite episodes of any TV show yeah. I think I've ever watched. That sh- I I die laughing at that episode because they yeah. take it so seriously about something that doesn't matter. But it's <laughs> what, what's the phrase? <laughs> I think I need to take some air. <laughs> yeah, gotta take some air. <laughs> How about their country music song? Oh God, yeah. Was it darts? Uh, sm- something about darts. darts um. Uh, my outside darts or something? I don't remember, but God, it was so funny. Or sky darts? Oh, funny. I think it's sky, sky darts. Sky darts? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, great. It was, it was, yeah, and it was a time. I think he, I think they were just out of ideas at that point, maybe, yeah. I guess. Or they were just creatively done with it. Um, God, what a great, totally rewatchable. Yeah. Totally rewatchable. Uh, great background, all the time kind of show. Can't I can't wait for Shorzy season three because of course it had a great spinoff. Yeah. Um, so fast to get through. Um, the skids, the skids were hilarious. That I think I, I think they shine the most just about. I, I guess in the last couple episodes there. Yeah, and um, the two sidekick ones talked a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Not just Stuart. Yeah, <laughs> Stuart <laughs> <laughs> rolled. Oh God. Um. I can't say enough positive things about that. Uh, again, it's hard to end a series. I, I think it's one of the hardest things to do. Um, but it, it ended okay. Um, the threat of everyone moving away, that was kind of an interesting way to do it, saying everyone's thinking about going separate ways. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Derry too much in the last couple episodes there when he joined the... Um, when he becomes a D-Gen. Yeah, D-Gen, but... You know, that's the whole point was they're threatening, oh, hey, everyone's just outgrowing and they're changing, they're, you know, yeah. evolving as people. But then when they all come back together, it was, it, was a, it was the happy ending I think we were all hoping for, so that was great. I'm yeah. yeah. Great. God, what a kid. Yeah. So I think that's everything. I didn't keep good track of what we watched over the break. I know. Well, I'd have to, I'd have to log into stuff yeah. to see. I can give you, I, we, went, we went TV heavy. Okay. TV show heavy because um, we were able to crush through a bunch of stuff just because we had the days to do so. I think we did record time on the bear. Yeah. We went through season one and two in no time. Yeah. We. I don't know if it's getting awards or accolades or anything. If it's not, it's a shame. Um, I was looking I don't at. Think. I was checking out top ten list and it's on like uh, almost every single one I've seen. Everybody, and I can't wait. I I can't wait to see season three. Yeah. I, I, I'm. Dying to see season three. Um, you did not tell me that Bernthal was in it. I don't think you did. And I'm glad you didn't because that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I was completely just over the moon about that. I was like, perfect. Thank you. He's yeah. All the Bernthal all the time. He's awesome. Um, cameos galore. I mean, oh, yeah. You got Bob Odenkirk. got Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Oliver Platt. From, uh, Oliver, God, he, how good is he in that show? Oh. He's so good in that show. Yeah. Um, you got, uh, what's her name from community? I'm trying to remember her name. Oh, Jillian Jacobs. Um, Jillian Jacobs is in there. Yep. Uh, just, and the, the, the Adam Warlock. I remember her name. I'm sorry. What? Adam Warlock. 
Warlock, yeah, he's in it for that episode. God, that was so awesome seeing him. He was he was really good. Oh my really god, enjoyed him. What I loved um, about it too was like every character got their moment to shine in season two. Yeah, absolutely. And then who's who is what's her name? I can't remember her name, but she came in just wanting to work with him because he's such a great chef or whatever. Um, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I have to look it up now. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't remember her name. I just want to see uh, Sydney. Sorry, yeah, Sydney. Yeah, God, how, Sydney's an awesome character. And then our boy Yvonne, oh. uh, playing Richie, uh, he is so incredibly awesome in this show. Yeah, if he's going to be the thing, I'm okay with it now. Because yeah, I love him in the show. <laughs> he's so good. And, um, and when they gave him his episode of working in that that other restaurant. Yep. Oh I my god! Him. I was like, spin it off. You could do a spin off with him, and that should I'd watch it. Yeah, it's so fun. And then uh, the guy that plays Neil, uh, Maddie Matheson, is who his name is. Jen, Jen told me he's actually a real chef in real life. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a real chef. Huh. Um, yeah. She, and then uh, the girl that plays Sugar, Abby Elliott's her real name. Yeah, She's that's a, Chris Elliott's daughter. That's Chris Elliott's daughter. Yeah, no way. She was on wow. Saturday Night Live for a season or two. Oh really? Okay. Well, yeah. she's really enjoyable. I like her. And yeah. Then Jeremy Allen White as your lead actor. This guy's incredible. He is. You're not watching Shameless, but I am. So I'm getting a lot of this guy I, and everything right now. I've seen some of it, so I know how good he is in that. Okay. He is so good in Shameless, and then he's so good in this, and then he's also an Iron Claw. I'm like, this dude's blowing up. This yeah. Guy, this guy's got the goods. He's an amazing actor. So fun. So fun show. Love everything about it. I didn't think I who would why would why do we care so much about how this uh you know why do we care about how good this restaurant whether it's going to succeed or fail or the transition yeah then you've got the drama of the mom being I, I'm guessing the mom's bipolar something like that yeah um, we, I don't know do we know the story of the dad still don't know what the no. story is with the dad no we don't have any clue what's going on there because uh, uh Bob Odenkirk was an uncle yeah uh, Albert Platt's an uncle. Um, you get a Molly Ringwald sighting in there. Um, yeah. That was kind of fun. Joel McHale as his old chef. Yes. That was fun. And he's just lurking every once in a while. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, the guy that plays Chester, he's always fun to see him yeah. popping in. That's kind of fun. Uh, John uh, Malanfi. Say what? John Malanfi. Uh, Mulaney, yeah. Uh, Mulaney, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep, he was. He's yeah. He's really good in that episode, that Christmas episode. That Christmas episode, very few shows have given me anxiety watching them like that. That dinner scene, dude, and then the so the surprise with the freaking car. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> he's throwing the fork, or was he throwing spoons or forks? He's throwing forks. Yeah, Burn, throw, throw, you got Punisher throwing forks at you, dude. <laughs> That's intimidating. I don't care who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Odenkirk had like handling like a champ though. Oh my god, Odenkirk's a beast in that. So Ugh. no, that's my favorite thing we watched uh, during the Christmas was the Bear. Got yeah. through both seasons really quick. Um, so fun, such a good show. Oh, such a good show. And just the Can't way they ended season two, it's like he's finally got something good, and then he screws it up. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in season three there because it's definitely going to season three. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We've Finally, finally finished uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. Finally got through that one. I, I need to sit um, down and do that one. It's great. It's really, really good. It, it, it ends, I mean, you already know, if you watch Breaking Bad, you already know how it's going to end. Yeah. So, it, it there's, but it's, even though you know how it's going to end, it still has that, uh, 
it's still kind of a thriller series, you know what I mean? You're yeah. Like, oh boy, you know, is he gonna make it through this or that? You know, so that was fun. Uh, still knocking out a lot of Shameless, uh, so I'm really enjoying that show. I just it's gonna take forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take so long to get through that. But um, I don't know if we talked about this last time when we met because I don't know if I'd watched it uh, before I came by. Uh, Blackberry. Did we talk about Blackberry at all? I think you said you'd watched it. Okay. Uh, non-spoiler review. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to anyway, because I think it'll still live up. Yeah. It is definitely a top 10 movie for 23. Okay. That's how good that movie was. And Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get nominated for Best Supporting Actor or something like that, but damn, he should be. He mm. is the performance of his career. Nice. He's, phenomenal in this movie so i'm gonna overhype it for you it's hey rotten tomatoes fresh i haven't it's on a lot of people's top tens or at least honorable mentions um i don't think i don't think i can't overhype this movie i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it's like best movie ever or gonna definitely win best picture yeah but for me definitely on my top 10 list for the year um you enjoyed tetris i think because you did watch yes tetris was good i like that if you like Tetris, I think this is right there with Tetris. It's either right there, neck and neck, maybe a step above just because of Howerton's performance. Yeah. Um, but the story of it, it's so... There's an actor in it. Give me a second. Let me pull this up real quick. I don't know if this name's going to be familiar with you or not. Um, Matthew Johnson. Do you know that name at all? No, I don't think so. Not off the top he of my head. He plays Doug Freegan in the movie. Okay. Dude, this guy, he, he needs to be in more things. He needs to be in more things. And I'm a huge Jay Baruchel fan. I, he's awesome. I love Jay Baruchel. Yeah. So, um, plus you get a uh, you get a Rich Somer performance. He was a madman. And then my boy, Michael Ironside, makes an appearance. And nice. Dude, when you get Jester in your movie, you know it's a good movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love music, Michael Ironside. Uh, but Glenn Howerton steals it. Glenn Howerton's so good in this movie, Jay. So good. Nice. So good. I, I I just um, placed the hold at the library. Okay. Yeah, definitely need to watch it. So, this is my 2023 late viewing in December, but it's a 2022 movie. Okay. And it might make my top 10 of 22 because this is how much I love this movie. The movie Fall. It's a movie called Fall. And... <laughs> The premise is there's a girl with her friend and her boyfriend, boyfriend or husband, I can't remember. Okay. But they're rock climbing and an incident happens. And then they do another climb on something else. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about this. Okay. Because if I, I say anything else, it spoils the entire movie. Okay. I love this movie. I shouldn't like it as much as I do. I'm, I, I'll overhype it for you, and you'll be like, Matt, why do you this movie this much? It's not that good. I Jay, just, there's so much I like about this movie. The best part about this movie was, was watching it. I, I watched it with my daughters, and we had so much fun yelling at the movie and just telling them, how, what, how, just just yelling at, like, if had we been in a movie theater, it would not have been enjoyable. It would yeah. not have been enjoyable. But Watching it from home and be able to interact with the movie and yelling at it, which the movie can't hear you. It's yeah. saying that you're doing this, right? Yep. <laughs> but it was so much fun having that interaction with the kids, yelling about this movie and just talking smack about it a little bit, while also still think it's a good movie. 
I love it. It, it. it would make my top ten, or at least an honorable mention, just because how much fun I had with it. I had so much fun with it. I've uh, I've uh, I've seen clips of this. I think yeah, that's. Oh my god! All right, you have. Oh, Jay. Oh. And it's not a B movie. It's yeah. not a bad movie. It has actresses that have been in things. It's just enjoyable. I had. It's a. It, again, I'm going to reference back to. We need our top fun list movies. The movies that yeah. are fun to watch. And I had a blast with this one. All right. <laughs> it's not a movie to have a blast with. It's not. It's not intended to be that at all. <laughs> so, I think that's all I got for now. Okay. Uh, I did. I did do. I tried to do my. I mean, I did obviously my annual Die Hard viewing. Yeah. For Christmas movies. I did get around to Violent Night. I don't know if I talked about Violent Night or not. No. I'm trying to remember, but I don't. I did watch that. Yeah. Annual Christmas movie going forward. Yep. The best part about Violent Night were some of the scenes were so grotesque about some of the um, traps or yep. kills or whatever. The most fun was me and Jen just going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> just over the top nonsense in that movie. Yes. Over the top nonsense is the best way to, to describe it. So love me some Violent Night. Um, it's, I did an annual. We tried to do an annual viewing of uh, Lord of the Rings. I did my Lord of the Rings viewing. Right? Yeah. So, uh, just because you have time to kill, uh, God, those stories are so great. They hold up so well. And I hate that Kevin Smith makes fun of those movies the way he does. And he's not wrong the yeah. way he describes those movies. But there, there's way more to those movies than that. And um, it makes me go, "What happened with Viggo Mortensen? That guy was so good in those movies." Oh, I know. Why he didn't blow up more than what he did? Well, same and, with. Uh... It's not like he hasn't had a great career. He has, but God, he was so good in those. It's same with Orlando Bloom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong there. So yeah, did that watch? That was fun to get through those three. I introduced my youngest to those. She'd never seen them before, and she really likes them. So I'm glad that she enjoyed them. Yeah. And then uh, they're doing a watch of uh, Hunger Games right now. I okay. Think my middle kid had watched it, but the little one has not. So yeah. she's getting her first taste of Hunger Games. She likes that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, lots of good movies were watched. Lots of good TV was watched. Uh, not enough reading was done. Not enough reading at all. Like, no reading. <laughs> yeah. None reading was done. Well, I, I got a little bit of reading here for you. Okay. Oh, but before we before you do that. Okay. Um, actually, no, we... we I, I do need to wrap up, actually. But I, I want to bring up a topic for next time. Okay. And I think you posted it on our website. And I think we should do that. I think it was uh, if you were to start a comic book reading book club. Yes. Right? Yep. What would be like the first four books you would recommend? Yep. Or what, what would be the first four books that the, the club would read or something like that? Yeah. I think we should do that. Okay. That's a fun topic to do. That'd be a good one so for next time. next time. But no, sorry, I cut you off. Did you have real quick ones? That you yeah, over? yeah, real quick. Um, here, I'll... Right, what you got? I, I I'll just do three of them. Um, I got okay. Batman the Night for Christmas. It's Chip Zdarsky's okay. kind of origin story for Batman. It kind of tells the story of where he went during those years between his parents' murder and him becoming Batman. Okay, is this part of the run, or is this just a, a standalone tale like a this was a graphic novel? Ten issue book he did. Um, but not part of the main bat, not part of the main Batman run. No, but it the current run is actually starting to reference it. Oh wow! Okay, so this this is a shelf book. Very much so. It was so good. Zdarsky is just he gets street level characters. Okay, Batman the Night by Zdarsky. Yeah. All right. Part part of series. It says Batman the Night. It's twenty twenty. Is it ongoing? Uh, not that I know of. I thought it. I think it was just ten issues because the 
it ends with him back in Gotham. Yeah, 10 issues of Batman the Night Volume 1. I'm clicking on it. July 2025 hardcover. Okay, there's hardcover. Okay, I'm yep. just on Amazon trying to find it. So, yep, worth okay. it. I'm trying to see if there's any used... Oh, used. <laughs> there are no used copies, we'll say that. <laughs> I, I don't think it's been out very long. Yeah, okay. So, um, All right. I read Volume 1 of Radiant Black. I don't know if you've heard Wait, of it. Going back to the oh. going back to night, real quick. Sorry. Yeah. How'd you like the artwork, though? Artwork was great. Okay, because I'm looking at the cover. I don't. The cover's okay. Yeah. The cover's okay. I just, I'm just curious. Is the cover? Is the artwork on the cover of the book the same that's on the interior? Um. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. But it's a little more clean than how it looked on the cover. Okay. Cool. All right. Um. Yeah. No. I'm gonna put it in, I'm gonna put it in the cart, but I'm not gonna, say I'm gonna buy it right now. <laughs> yeah. It's in the cart to remind me to buy it later. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. All right. Um, um, Radiant Black. It's an image book from Kyle Higgins. It was a fun book. Um, it's basically this guy sees this little thing fly down in front of him and he touches it and he gets superpowers. Uh, I saw at least four volumes so far. Yeah. How many volumes are there? I think it's four. Okay. Um, so I guess Higgins wrote a Power Ranger book and it kind of got a little bit of that feel to it. Okay. Um, but there was a twist in the middle of it I didn't see coming. So well, here check this out. It's funny you said that. Uh, let me re- let me read this real quick because this is actually this came back in out in twenty one, so it's been yeah. for a hot minute. Uh, the perfect superhero comic for anyone missing Invincible. So okay, you know you got me, and that's from Kirkman. Yeah, that's a Kirkman quote. And it says Rainbow Blaze first series of images comics is massive verse. I don't know what the massive verse is, but I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, we need to look more into that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it says visionary writer Kyle Higgins, known for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yeah. Ultraman. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, then here, what is the Massiverse? Kyle Higgins and Marcella Costa's breakout hit Radiant Black took superhero story- storytelling to new heights, but Radiant Black isn't the only character inhabiting the Massiverse. There is a whole universe for readers to explore. Characters like Rogue Son, Inferno Girl, Red, the Dead Lucky. And more yet to reveal. Each of them has a different story to tell, different <laughs> adversaries to face, and they each occupy a very different corner of a shared universe. What do you wait for? Now is time to get into the massive verse. That just sounds like a lot of marketing there. Yeah. But I'm going to now type in massive verse into the Google engines here. All right. And you're going to tell me the next book, and I'll tell you about massive verse here. Well, I, I got the Radiant Black book because one of my local shops was having a big sale. And so I essentially got it for free with all the other stuff I bought. But I also picked up Daredevil Visionaries Kevin Smith. Okay. The Guardian Devil Run. And I haven't read it in a long time, and it held up. Yeah. It was, it's it's so good. It's a great run. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. So, um, Massive Verse. It's ongoing and limited. And it it actually goes back to 2014, I guess. Oh, wow. Uh, Cowl. C O W L. I don't know what that the acronym I've, stands for. Something I don't yep. know what. Uh, so I actually read those books. That was the uh, like '40s superhero union. I remember that. Yes, I do remember that. I don't remember. I think I might have read it, but I just don't remember it. We'll yeah, because that. that's that was back in. It ended in 2015. Now here's some present books. You got Radiant Black, mm-hmm. Rogue Sun, Radiant Red, yeah, Dead Lucky, Radiant Pink. Infernal Girl Red and No Slash One. Hmm. 
but that's that's comes out like that's out but i guess there's 10 issues of that yeah radiant black didn't even list how many issues there are i'm on wikipedia by the way so yeah and then there's uh two one shots it says supermassive in 22 and supermassive in 23 Hmm. Uh, well let's see shift is another one it's a four-part story from kyle higgins uh there's an animated short film oh radiant black versus blaze interesting there's a there's a podcast about it. And 22 was announced that at the tie-in with the release of No One, the first podcast entitled Who Is No One released with each issue. So there's a podcast to go along with it. And there's voice work by Rachel Lee Cook and Patton Oswald. Mm. Okay. Ah, so there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Just what we need to another universe to get into. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that that kind of turns me off a little bit. A little bit, because that's a lot to get into. But... If it's if they're all short, like hey, Radiant Red is five issues. Yeah. Radiant Black is ten issues. Cal is eleven issues. You know stuff like that. I'm okay with that as long as they're, sh- you know, short contained stories. That way you don't have to go through so much to get to it. Yeah. But, um, there's the Massiverse. I'm sorry, sorry. Radiant Black, um, the Zdarsky book. The yep. Night, and then I thought, did you say another one? Then 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 the Kevin Smith Daredevil run. Oh, the Daredevil. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. But no, here. Okay. No, actually, I'm good. You. Give me a couple more. I think I got a little bit of time. Okay. Um, I read uh, Batman Arkham Asylum for the first time. Oh, that's a good one. It is. I like that one a lot. They, yeah. My only complaint... Artwork. Yeah, the artwork was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. the Dave McKean, he's the guy that did all the artwork for Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um, my only issue, though, was the lettering, because every time the Joker spoke, it was in red, and oh, it was hard God, to it's read. It's hard to read. Yeah. It's hard. I agree with you. Yeah, it's super hard to read that. I yeah. Agree. Um, I read the Ghostmaker Clown Hunter book from James Tinian. It ties into Batman. So, Ghostmaker Clown Hunter. Yeah. Oh God. Clown Hunter was uh basically the story of a kid whose parents were killed by the Joker, and he declared revenge. It's Mm. set during Joker War. Oh, see, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> Don't go spoilers. I haven't read any of that stuff yet. I, I haven't either. I didn't even, I thought this was just a Tinian standalone book, but I, it didn't really spoil anything of the Joker War story, just this kid's parents were killed by the Joker. Oh, punchlines in it. Punchlines yeah. turning into a big character in, in the uh, Gotham version. Yeah. So. Um, and then Ghostmaker is a superhero that Batman ends up tapping for uh, bat- to run Batman Incorporated. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, this collects Batman 107 through 111, Batman Secret Files, Clown Hunter 1, the Batman The Joker War Zone, number one, Batman 2022 Annual number one, and Batman Annual number five is what the collection is for. I like I That's an interesting premise. Yeah. Intenion's always fun to read. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and then I think the last thing I got is I finished a book called Flowers for Algernon. I heard you. Yeah, that's an old. Uh, that why does that sound familiar? Like you had to volunteer for something. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you're reading the diary of a mentally retarded guy that volunteers for an experiment where they do some surgery on his brain, and it's supposed to make him smart. Okay. And like in the span of a year, he becomes a genius. But it doesn't stick, and so his intelligence starts to drop back down. Oh, wow. And Algernon is the the rat, the mouse that they did the experiment on first. So gotcha. while he's going through this, he's watching what's going to happen to him. Gotcha. Okay. Depressing book. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. But this was a series, right? 
Uh, I don't think so. It was just one one stand one book. I think I'm getting confused with something else that you said it was a sci-fi series where like you had to volunteer. Oh, that's Old to... Man War. Yeah, something like that. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Okay. No, this was set like they don't say when it was set, but it sounds like the way the writing was like it was supposed to be set in like the 50s. Okay. Really interesting book. Definitely worth reading, but just depressing. So with Radiant Black, you just read the one volume? Yeah. I they had it there for it it was listed for five bucks, but I bought a couple of their five dollar books, so it was essentially free. Gotcha. Okay. I, I had heard good things about it, so I just grabbed it on a whim. So you like the first volume, but you are gonna pick up the rest though? Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah, no, that sounds like some good stuff. See, at least you're reading stuff. I I wanna be done with my Star Wars books so bad, but I've not been reading my Star Wars, Star Wars books so bad because I'm watching too much crap. Yep. I need to finish the books so I can move on to comic books. And I don't think I'm gonna read another Star Wars thing for quite some time because I wanna dive back into my books. Yeah. <laughs> into my comics and start getting caught up on a bunch of stuff. Yep. But I don't even know where I'm gonna I don't even have a clue where I'm gonna start. I have no clue where I'm gonna start. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go back and start the uh Batman rebirth run. Mm-hmm. And try to get all the way through that up to the Zdarsky stuff. Yeah. Just so I can I finally I say I've done right it. I there with you because I know that I started rereading because I'd forgotten about mm-hmm. some stuff that happened. I think I'm rereading. Um, this is how, back, how far back it's going. I think it's Batman Volume 10 Nightmares or it's Batman Volume 11 uh, Fall and the Fall. And I can't remember where, where I'm at. Because yeah. then there's some Heroes in Crisis books that kind of slip in between those and then you kind of bounce back and forth again between um like yeah, there's a book batman and the flash called the price it's called batman slash the flash the price okay that kind of falls in the reading order and then we get, we start off with number ones from detective volume one called mythology mm-hmm. batman and superman volume one detective volume two batman yeah. universe just on and on uh city of bane that's yeah far back i'm i'm I still gotta get caught up on that, and then eventually we hit over into um, Joker War. Yeah. And then jo- once I get to Joker War, I guess that's when I could learn about Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> overwhelmed yeah. There, there's a lot there. Could you imagine? Wouldn't it be more fun if this was our job where we could just read this stuff? Oh, I know. <laughs> How do we get that job? How do we get paid to do it? I don't know, but if if anyone listening can tell us, I'd appreciate that. We only have eight people. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we've got the right eight people, though. If we had the right eight people. That's got to be just... Hey, they might be small, but they're mighty, and they're the right eight. (laughs) The right eight. Wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. That's all I got for you. All right. I'm I'm tapped out of homework. I got nothing else. Hopefully, by the time we talk... Maybe I just need to stop. Maybe I just won't finish the Thrawn trilogy. I I've read half the book. No, you I should. I know what's going to happen. The good guys are going to win. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, what am I really missing? I'm missing the details of how they won, I guess. Yeah. No, it's worth so, reading. I I know it is. I just got to sit down and do it. <laughs> I know. I'm just not. <laughs> I know. So, but I'm really looking forward to your review of Blackberry. I really can't wait to do that. I think our homework for next time, if you can remind me, mm-hmm. is do our. Uh, Let's do our uh, reading club books, but do we want to have any caveats to it? Mm. Like I don't it know. Can't be a Marvel or DC book, or include all comics. And uh, is it supposed to be like, do we pick one that's entertaining, one that's serious, one that's funny, or you know something like that? 
or just pick your favorites and it's, you could, there's really no wrong answer. It's yeah. just like, hey, I thought you might like this one. We'll read this one. Yeah, well, let's just do that. Okay. All right. Okay. So those, let's do that for homework and I think that's my other part of your homework. Let's do that. I think that was a great idea. Just okay. Let's go back to 2022. I'm going to make, I don't ever, I never compile a, to- a top 10 list. I just go, this would be in my top 10 yeah. <laughs> movies I liked. Um, but I am interested to see how yours, I want to hear what you had and then if you had any changes. Yeah. I'll, Let's I'll do that. I've got the podcast still from last year, so I'll go through and pull out what we had. Listen. Yeah. Okay. And then I, th- I think what we need to do is I need you to send me a new 23 list. And okay. What I can do is mark down what I've seen and that way you can kind of compile it with what you've seen and that way we can see what we've covered for 23 so far. Okay. And I, I think we need, I need to send you, I need to go back through 23 and tell you this, or maybe I just need to re-listen to this episode and yeah. type out the movies that we've talked about that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And go from there. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it was a good break, good catching up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's there's our tease for next time. Reading club books and possibly look back at 22 and see how that stands up. All right. All right, cool. Until next time, I'll but, talk to you. All right. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. It's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. The intro music is The Other Side by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a Mad Dog remix made by Madeline Tierney. This week's featured track is The Devil in Disguise by The Speakeasy. Down to the ground We're never coming back We're done Playing by the rules